Welcome back to Purposeful Planning with Aspen Wealth Management. Today we'll continue our series on understanding special needs trust and wrap up our conversation by covering the various types of special needs trust and how to set one up. Different types of special needs trust are available to meet different needs and circumstances. Let's start with third-party special needs trust. A third-party special needs trust is the most common type. Typically, a family member will set up the trust as part of their estate planning to pass an inheritance of money or property to a beneficiary with benefits qualifying disabilities. The beneficiary never owns the property in the trust, nor do they have direct access to the funds. The trustee of the third-party special needs trust is able to use the funds in the trust to cover expenses such as the cost of hobbies, classes, vacations, and professional services for the beneficiary. Now, let's look at a first-party special needs trust. Sometimes, a person with a disability receives a windfall of money or property from a personal injury award, inheritance, divorce settlement, life insurance policy, or retirement plan. Or perhaps the individual owns significant assets prior to becoming disabled. In these cases, a first-party special needs trust can prevent a person from being disqualified from receiving benefits. When a first-party special needs trust, instead of owning property directly, the person with special needs puts the property into a trust following strict federal and state rules for how those assets can be used or managed. In the past, the government required a guardian to establish a first-party special needs trust, but since 2016, a, legal, a legally competent disabled person has the right to establish their own trust. And finally, let's look at alternative needs trusts. Families and individuals with more limited means can benefit from alternative forms of special needs trust. A pooled special needs trust is a charitable program established and administered by a nonprofit organization to support multiple beneficiaries. It relieves the family of the financial and administrative burden of managing a trust and ensures professional management of funds. Another alternative is a state-managed ABLE account, which is similar to a 529 college savings plan. It enables families to contribute to a fund that can help cover the disabled person's needs without affecting means-tested benefits and without the cost and complexity associated with trusts. Now that you have some familiarity with the various types of special needs trust, I'm going to talk about how to set one up. Start by involving the person, if they are mentally competent of age and able, as well as the whole family and all interested parties. Get a clear picture of the person's assets, means, living situation, needs, and desires. What is the state of this person's health and ability? Will they need long-term care? Will their needs decrease or increase over time? Might they become gainfully employed in the future? It's also important to have everyone on the same page and be aware of all gifts, plans for any bequeaths, insurance policies, or other transfers. If you want to set up a special needs trust, you'll need to keep in mind that the rules are complex and strict. Enlisting experts' help is a must. Work with an attorney who specializes in trust and elder law, as well as a certified financial planner and accountant. Strategies for funding the trust might include ongoing contributions, taking gift tax exclusions into consideration, life insurance policies, or other approaches. With so much at stake, it's best to turn to reputable, experienced professionals for advice. We hope that this information about understanding special needs trust has been helpful for you. If you have questions or comments, please reach out to us at AspenWealthMGMT.com or on Twitter at AspenWealthMGMT.